What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. I'm a Dream Mason, a performance coach. I work with strong and successful people to boldly declare what they want, get real about what's in the way, and create the strategy and the steps for more clarity, freedom, and success in their life. Together, we get things done faster, raise the bar on your goals, improve your relationships, and get crystal clear on what you really want. Now, if you haven't already, Please support me and this podcast by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, or YouTube, and please leave a review on iTunes. Follow me, Inspirational Alex, on Instagram, and share this podcast with a friend. Now, a dream mason is a person who is brave enough to declare they have a dream and committed enough to do the work to build it. Now, I know we all have a dream mason inside of us, and my dream for this podcast is to support us by giving us a glimpse inside the hearts and minds of leaders, creators, and innovators to help us unleash our inner dream mason. Because your dreams don't build themselves. I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Accomplishment Coaching. I won't let anyone sponsor this show, but I've personally done Accomplishment Coaching, their year-long life leadership training program, and it changed my life completely. Besides giving me a new career, it supported me to improve my relationships with my family, my friends, make the most money I've ever made, find more joy, and overall live a much more powerful life. So if you're interested in coaching, transformational work, or leadership training, Accomplishment Coaching is definitely the world's finest training program. Let's get into this episode. What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I am your host, Alex Terranova. Uh, this episode is totally new in terms of topic. I'm excited because we're going to get into some things on travel and credit hacking, which I didn't even know were a thing, and some stuff about blockchain, which I always want to know more about because it seems like there's money there, but also really around the, the human that is behind these things and not so much in the details. But I think there's what's interesting about this episode is we're going to get a lot of new topics and a lot of new things that we haven't actually explored on the Dream Mason podcast yet. So my guest today is an expert in credit hacking, like credit card debt hacking. So I think the average American has like $17,000 in credit card debt. So if you're listening, you might have some. Um, travel hacking, I think everyone I meet wants to travel more, so there's probably some relevance there. And he runs operations for a cryptocurrency company. And I think all the all of us want to make money. And if crypto is uh, the wave of the future in some way, shape, or form, there might be something there. My guest today is Jan Stravisky. Jan, did I pronounce your last name right? Alex, appreciate you having me on. It's uh, Jan Stravisky, but you uh, you pretty much got it. Thank you, man. That is my, uh, I feel like it's my kryptonite. Like I get, I get, I have this weird anxiety where I'm like pronouncing people's last names and I, and I butcher it, but thank you for saying it and giving me the grace, uh, to mess up. Thanks for being yeah. here, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So I kind of gave people a little bit about, you know, what you do in theory, but like, give us just a, you know, a, a one or two minute, like who you are and how you came to be this, you know, the overview of like the, this travel hacking, credit hacking, crypto expert. Yeah, sure thing. So I grew up in Laguna Beach, California. 
I'm originally from Moscow, but I came to America when I was maybe seven or eight years old. And I grew up on Laguna Beach, and I came to San Francisco to go to Berkeley and San Francisco State University. Uh, this was at the time when I thought I should definitely go to college, get a degree, and then at the time I thought I was going to get a nursing job, which was which nobody that knows me now would think I was going to do. So I went to Berkeley. I went to San Francisco State. Uh, I got both degrees, and during this time, I actually ran a couple of businesses. I, I never had a job before. Okay. I never had a job until I was maybe 22 or 23. And I was able to pay for both of my degrees with the jobs that I had during college, which I should have realized I should have been in business, not nursing. If I was able to, uh, I was, I was making like maybe 50 to hundred grand with the side hustles that I was doing. I had a, I had a phone repair company. I had, um, fitness company and I paid, I paid my entire tuition with, uh, you know, with these were, and these were your companies like as an entrepreneur that you didn't work for someone. Yeah. And so, like I said, I didn't, I never worked for anybody. These were two hustles that I, that I started. I even had employees and I did about a hundred grand during this time with these two companies paid off my entire tuition. And I should have realized that should have been a business, not, not nursing. Okay. So, when I, when I finished uh, school, I wanted to travel really, really bad. And the first time I went to Thailand, this was my first trip. I was maybe 19 years old. I spent about three grand. I had four grand to my name, but I really wanted to travel. <laughs> so I took, my, I took my first trip and I'm like, man, how do I do this again without spending three or $4,000? Because at this moment, I'm completely broke. So... A week later, my prayers were answered, and Amex, American Express, sent me an offer in the mail with 100,000 points for a credit card. It's an American Express Platinum credit card. To this day, it's my favorite card. And I did that same trip again, now for completely free, besides paying for the food in Thailand, which was very, very cheap, as a lot of you might know. And when I came back, I was out of points. Uh, So I'm like... How can I do this over and over and over and over again? So I started learning travel hacking. At this point, I didn't know credit hacking yet, which are two completely different things, but they also go hand in hand. And I started learning credit and how to churn points. Churning points is pretty much uh, creating points without spending any money. So, for example, I'll give you I'll give you an example right now. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, there, there's there's a credit card that gives you a sign up bonus of thirty five thousand points, which is good for maybe two flights. But what I know now is how to create just under a million points with that one credit card without spending a single dollar. Six hundred fifty thousand points is what I can create from that one credit card. And that's enough travel for the entire year. And it's like legal. This isn't like breaking the law to create this. No, totally legal. Credit card churning is totally legal. Um, that's so interesting. Credit hacking, of course. Of course. um, Yeah, like like nothing, nothing that I do, nothing that I teach is illegal. Everything is legal. That's why I've been able to do it for so long. And um, so. I started traveling. I started traveling, man. Uh, 18, 19, 20. At, at this day, I'm at about 33, 34 countries that I've traveled to. And by knowing travel hacking and credit hacking, 
I've literally calculated how much money I would have saved. I saved if uh, I saved, and compared it to how much money I would have spent if I didn't know credit and travel hacking, and I would just pay it out of pocket. And that number is just under half a million dollars. Wow. So is there? Okay. So I'm already like intrigued because I'm like, wait, I want to travel more and not pay for the flights and whatnot. Um, and my impression is I've always had to spend, right. I'm like using credit cards to rack up miles. And then I'm also laughing at myself because, you know, if you figure out the interest, if you're not paying it off every month, you might as well just buy the tickets of the things you're flying. It's like the credit card companies aren't stupid. They get like, Hey, they're actually, this works out in their favor. But then there's somebody like you who, you know, you're like the person that goes to the buffet and actually eats way more than you paid for, whereas most people don't eat what they pay for. Um, what's the, is there a short, obviously like this is part of what you do, but is there a short version of how you can even explain how this is possible? Like with the travel hacks? Yeah, sure. And I'll, I'll explain to you why, why this is possible. There's over a trillion dollars in credit card debt in the U.S. alone and banks are obviously charging interest on this money. So they're charging between 20 to 25% uh, for, the, for the most part. So how much are they making off this? $1 trillion, and they're making 20 to 25%. They're making per year 200, about $200 billion from people just paying interest in credit card fees alone. That, no, that, that is an insane number, mm-hmm. $200 billion dollars a year so the reason why this is possible for us is because credit card companies the way they're making this money is by enticing people to come on board by offering them a really cool sign-up bonus so for example like the Amex they were offering me a hundred thousand points that's about 1200 bucks in travel they know that the majority of people not the minority the majority of people will Take this bonus, get this credit card, rack up a bunch of debt, and then end up paying way more in mm-hmm. interest and fees than the sign of bonus. Whereas if you were responsible, understood the ins and outs of credit, and just took advantage of the sign of bonus, didn't rack up stupid debt, then the value you can get from a credit card is far beyond what, you know. Uh, what it what it is they're offering right off the bat if you did not rack up stupid debt. Well, but and that's the thing that I think is like the the thing that doesn't almost like doesn't make sense and obviously it does because there's something there. But so if I get a credit card for like a hundred, you know, let's just say a hundred thousand free miles for signing up, right, or thirty thousand yeah. free miles. Yeah. But then the way I get more miles is to actually spend money. But yeah, so yeah, so I'll tell you about that. I'll tell you about that. Uh, so I'll give you I'll give you a super easy example. Sure. So I have a credit inner circle. I teach all this uh, credit and travel hacking. A lot of the stuff you can't even find online. So all the content I put on I put on Instagram. I can't even make a course for it because on Instagram the content you can't really like download and you know resell and whatever. Uh, so just just a very simple example of how you can start. So let's say, and I, and I always say, have a 720 plus credit score so you can get the best offers. Mm-hmm. This way you can get like the maxed out $100,000 Amex offer or 0% interest credit cards. Let's say, and I teach, get get eight to 10 cards in one time and 
of course you can you know if you, if you don't know the application sequence uh, of how to get eight to ten credit cards just you can just start out with with two or three credit cards okay that's totally fine to start out credit and travel hacking start out with two credit cards one you can have an amex platinum okay that's going to give you a hundred thousand points Two, you can get a Chase Sapphire Preferred. That's going to give you 75,000 points. And let's say you can get a Chase Freedom, which is going to be a 0%, uh, 0% interest for, let's say, 16 months. That's the current offer right now. So credit cards, of course, have annual fees, right? Mm-hmm. We are able to waive those annual fees completely. So the 450 bucks or 550 for the Amex Platinum, we know how to waive it. There's a loophole to waive that. Okay. On top of this, we're going to get 100,000 points. And the way we get it without spending is called credit card churning. So you're turning credit into cash and then using the cash to pay off the credit card. Of course, I can't really <laughs> reveal the secret of how it's done because sure. if I reveal it to the public, it's going to stop working. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, but the, you have a. What I'm getting is, hey, there's like an actual system. Um, there's a game that you play, and I don't. I, this isn't a podcast about credit card hacking. I'm just or travel hacking. Um, I'm just totally intrigued because I have heard about these things before, but I'm like, wait a minute, this is real. Like somebody really does this. So I want to. I, I want to actually bring up kind of your story because it's the thing that got me intrigued when I, you know, when I learned about you, the first thing I was told was this guy got $82,000 in credit card debt, like in your early twenties. Yeah. And you paid it all off in six months and it wasn't like you were making like a million dollars or something. You, it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like you created all this debt because of and, and I want you to talk about it because this is a huge hole, right? Like there's people that have $20,000 or $10,000 in debt and they're like using it as the reason why they can't accomplish their goals or live their dreams instead of figuring out a way to get that out of their space. And I mean, I even just read an article that the percentage of people that have college debt that are like in their 70s, 80s and 90s is like astronomical. So tell me about this story, like $82,000 in debt by like what, 21 years old? Yeah, I was uh, 22 years old uh, with $82,000 of credit card debt, paying interest on all of it, 3,000 bucks a month in just interest on this 82 grand. Like I talk, like we we were just talking about credit and you know travel hacking, and it sounded all fun, uh, fun and all, but I actually got into the situation where I racked up a bunch of uh, credit card debt. wasn't really you know I I really didn't know credit. Um, at the time, I knew travel hacking, but I didn't really know credit. Uh, so I tried to start a couple companies. I, I told you guys I never worked for anybody, and I try to start my own ventures all the time. And although I made money here and there, by the time I was uh, 21, 22, I'll tell you the you know the biggest mistake that got me here. I'll tell you in a second. But I ended up just going from you know just the. It, it was most, you know, it was mostly like business expenses, trying to trying to do my own thing, trying to start. Um, it, it wasn't like really daily expenses that got me to the eighty-two thousand bucks in debt. It was really just trying to start my own businesses. Um, things failing, I got discouraged, and in probably about a year, I racked up eighty-two grand in credit card debt, and I'm just I'm just getting a bill for three grand just in interest, and it was going up. 
I was making four grand max, 4,000 bucks a month max. So I had $1,000 left over for for food, for housing, for, man, like, you know, what you, you guys just put yourself in my, in my shoes and just like think of what stuff you would need to buy and you have $1,000 and you live in San Francisco, the most expensive city in the world, you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I'm just, I'm just sitting one day at my computer and I have all of my accounts pulled up and it's just $82,000 in debt on my screen. And I'm like, man, I wish I could just turn this $82,000 and put it in my checking account and just have a zero balance on my credit cards. Like, like I just, I just wish I could just turn forward to that day where all this debt is just cash sitting in my bank account on all the credit cards are at zero. I just need that day to happen. But it was, it was just getting worse from there. Like if you, if you just look at my, uh, if I just showed you all my bank statements from like 21, 22, 23 or end, end of 22. I mean, it was just, it was just going up and up and up. It was just like every month it was like 70 grand debt, 75 grand in debt. 82 granted and I'm just like I'm just sitting there and I have no idea how to get out of it and I felt like I was the only person with this problem when in fact there's over a trillion dollars in credit card debt and there's millions of people in my exact situation sitting there thinking the same thing so so what did you I mean this is you know I look I've we I think most people have had debt at some point in their life I've had debt I've paid it off I've had debt again paid it off had debt again right like this is we get in these habits money I think people don't realize like money is just like all our other habits so you created this but then you changed it and you had all these feelings and all these emotional things and you could have just like you know gotten your bed and pulled the sheets over your head how did you take this 82k and get rid of it in six months yeah so um, the mistake that a lot of people make and every everyone knows this but they just uh, you know it's, it's kind of a given but there's not not too much common sense nowadays i guess you could say i didn't have it either at the time but whatever you put your energy into that's what's gonna grow that's what's gonna flourish right all my energy and the majority of people, they, they put their energy into the problem. So the problem was my credit card debt. And I was just focusing on it all the time. And obviously, if you focus on something, it's going to get better. But, you know, credit card debt getting better. It, and if you focus on it, it just, it just gets worse. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm, and I'm like, you know, I was, I was focusing on, on this debt and how to create more credit so that I can pay my debt off, which is what everybody does. But this is just this is just a circle that just gets you more debt. People don't focus on their income. They just say, I have this much income and I have this much debt. How can I get more debt to clear this debt? That's why people go for like consolidation loans, settling, bankruptcy. That's never, ever the way to go. Okay? Because like bankruptcy, that's a pain to deal with. That's a pain to deal with. And you can you can get it removed later, but it's just like the energy that you spend on um, you know credit repair and all that is just is just not worth it. That energy instead should be um, should be focused towards cash flow. Okay, just do not focus on the debt 
move all your energy into cash flow. Whatever you're making right now, don't don't even think that's the number you you could be, you could be making ten times more if you just focus your energy on it. So here's here's what I personally did. After sitting and looking at my eighty-two thousand dollars in debt, I'm like, something's got to change. Like like I'm doing something wrong. Okay? I'm doing something wrong. Okay, and. The thing I was doing wrong was hopping from business to business to business. I'm, I was seeing people having success with stuff. I, I didn't realize how much work was put into it. I mean, obviously, the, the highlights always show, but the hard work does not. People don't show it a lot of the times. And a lot of people follow that, and they think that maybe in two or three months, they can do the same thing. So I went from drop shipping. I did all kinds of e-commerce. I did real estate wholesaling. I did MLM. I did network marketing. I did this and this and this, all stuff that – just got me in this debt. And I would just do it for three months and then hop over to something else, rack up some debt, and then fail, and then move on to the next thing. So I'm like, okay, I gotta fix this. I started learning how credit works, and the first thing I learned was how to stop paying interest on these credit cards and give myself one last line of credit which was also kind of a mistake but you know this this one time it worked out for me pretty well um, I had a digital agency actually start actually started uh, if you know Ty Lopez yeah totally yeah I, I took his uh, social media marketing agency in like 2015 when it first came out and and I was doing something earlier but I was like all right I'm gonna I'm just gonna focus on this business I just I'm not gonna hop around okay I'm not gonna hop around I just told myself every single day, this is the thing I'm doing. This is the thing I'm going to make money with. And this is how I'm going to get out of my debt. I literally stopped focusing on any of my credit card debt. I learned, I started learning the ins and outs of credit. I was able to pull a couple strings and use a couple loopholes to stop paying uh, interest for maybe two or three months and report the majority of my debt as zero. Um, and you can kind of do, I'll give you guys like a, like a brief of how you can do this. And you can simply move around payment dates and um, pay off a couple of your debts that are giving you about 20 days uh, that they're reporting at zero. So like, let's say a couple of credit cards are uh, on, the fir- on the first, reporting on the first, right? And the next time they're reporting is the next month. So let's say you get a couple lines of credit, pay them down before the first. So now you have 20 or 30 days until they report next time. So this this was able to uh, boost up my credit score. I, I didn't tell you guys this. It was like a, my credit went to like a 540 or 520 during the time that I had a bunch of uh, credit card debt. Uh, but I was I was able to uh, finally open up a, cr- a couple of my last credit lines that are zero percent interest. That I'm just, I'm just like, I'm gonna use these for this business. I'm not gonna hop around, and I'm gonna get out of this 82 grand in debt. In six months, I got laser focused. I did not do anything. I did not go out on the weekends. I did not talk to anybody. I did not do anything other than focus on making more money. I did not focus on. I didn't even look at my debt. I didn't look. I did not put any single ounce of energy to the 82 thousand dollars of debt. Whatever bills were, I was just not even looking at them. I was just focused on making more money. Okay, I was not I was not in a circle anymore. In six months, I got like, yeah, I was I was working overtime. So it was not like it was not easy. I was working like twenty hour days. Yeah, and doing your own business, you, you take a big risk. But th- this time it worked out, and I'll I'll tell you guys how you can how I would have done it again. 
So I started digital mar- uh, digital marketing agency. I got clients like I got dentists, um, I got chiropractors, I got gyms, and they were paying me okay money. And I was my my debt was finally decreasing after three or four months. Uh, but in the last couple months, I got two big contracts. I got a contract for Uber, and I got a contract for Lyft. Those two within one month cleared my entire $82,000. And I was sitting there worth $0 and I could not have been happier in my life. So the, I love that you talked about where you put your energy and where you put your mindset. So you discussed, you know, if you focus on debt, you're going to get more debt. And that's what most people do. Right. And I think the thing that people, it's not like we don't consciously do it. Right. We get, we're anxious. We have anxiety. We get worried. It's, it's that default system of our brain that actually makes us do this. And, but you recognized it consciously, subconsciously, you know, whatever you got it. And then you made a conscious choice to turn your attention to what you wanted versus what you didn't want, which we talk about that on this podcast all the time, but I love seeing it in this new light where the thing you became hyper-focused on was how do I make money? And you also got aware of the idea that, man, my pattern is I jump around. I never stick with anything. I'm not committed. And so you, you did two things that most of us don't want to do. You made changes. You got super committed to one thing and you focused on it like 100%, 110%. Is that fair? Like that? Like, I mean, is, that's what I'm getting from your story. You got it. You got it right on the dot. Um, I was focused on the debt um, and focusing on the debt. I realized finally, after being in so much of it, that that was the reason that it's increasing. I was not focusing on them on the cash flow. And obviously, when I started getting laser focused, stopped jumping around, started focusing on the money. It started increasing, too. So if we now jump to where we are in like the present and what you're working on towards the future, how is what you learned from this uh, supporting you to like what's next? So let me let me kind of fill in the story. Uh, I'm 24 right now. So let me fill in the story between 20, 23 and 24. So after, you know, I, I, I so the third wave revenue. Uh, if you look at my LinkedIn, that was the company that I started that uh, was a digital marketing agency. And that was a lot of work. Okay, It was like, it was on me. Everything was on me. I, I didn't really like it. it I, didn't, I didn't see it moving forward. Uh, but I knew what I needed to move forward was a skill. And that skill is sales. So when I was worth $0, when I paid off all my debt, I'm like, I was still I was still laser focused. My my mind was finally working. I saw results from being committed, dedicated, and focusing on one thing and not jumping around. So I'm like, I want to do something, but I also need cash flow that I know is not going to go away, and I need to build a skill at the same time. So what did I do? And I love I love crypto. I got into crypto maybe in 2012. Uh, bought a little bit of Bitcoin. That blew up. Uh, I didn't buy, you know, I didn't buy too much, but I bought enough for me to realize that it's worth getting into. Mm-hmm. So I hooked up with a cryptocurrency exchange in like January of 2018. And 
it was a sales sales position. It was like a high ticket sales um, IPO type of deal. And I started doing sales uh, daily. I got I got pretty damn good. Um, I was the top top sales for for quite some time. And this got me cash flow that I was able to use for for doing my other businesses. And finally, I could man. When you have cash flow and when you understand credit, you can leverage both so much that life just like just like 10x's. Like what Grant Cardone says, like literally just 10x's. I focused on my cash flow. I was learning a skill, sales, which I could apply anywhere, not just my sales position. This, you know, sales is not just like pushing product down somebody's throat. It's just being able to get your point across. It's being able to satisfy somebody's need or want. You know, understand understand the the opposing situation. So now I was building a skill. I was building cash flow. I knew credit and travel hacking, so I was now traveling again without using any of my own money. But the cash was stacking up. I wasn't even using it, right? So that's that's the situation I was at now, where I had a skill. I was I was the best sales in the company. I could now apply that to a different business, uh, which I then later applied it to uh, my Instagram business, which on Instagram I have a credit inner circle where I teach credit and travel hacking. And all the content is right on Instagram. It's within the close friends, and people are killing it, man. People, are, I, see, I see people that are joining that are in the same situation, whether they're in debt. So I have a huge section on debt, and then the the main focus is, of course, travel hacking. So you can actually leverage credit, uh, build cash flow, and then travel for free. And a lot of people are in that position already, so they can, you know, they can start from good credit and then leverage the heck out of it. But that's what that's where I'm right now. And like the past 12 months were the biggest changes for the reasons that I got laser focused. I stopped hopping around. I stopped giving any energy to debt. And I and I just took all my energy and I put it into making more money, learning a skill and doing one thing. So what's next? Like I got all this and then like, where are you going? I mean, you're 24 years old, man. I'm I'm not old by any means. I'm 37, but I wish I had these skills when I was 24. So where are you going? It's like you got this amazing opportunity and this amazing life ahead of you. What are the big goals and like what's next for you? Uh, the, so so the end goal, the end goal for me with uh, credit is to buy a bunch of multifamily real estate. I'm building my personal and business credit lines. So <clears throat> in personal credit lines, I already have half a million dollars. In business, I should I should probably have about 10 million in business credit lines by probably by next year. So the end goal, of course, is to help a bunch of people do the same exact thing. That's why I started the inner circle on Instagram and have a bunch of real estate. So there's cash flow without me having to work when I'm uh, when I'm older. Of course, I want to work. I'm always I'm super driven. I feel like I'm not I feel like I'm not complete if I'm not working, but of course, I want to have cash flow that's passive that I don't need to work for because that, that, that to me, and I think to a lot of people, that's what freedom really is. What are you the most afraid of when you look at like this idea of like, you know, it's, it's, I love the, the idea of leveraging something like debt or credit, sorry, not debt, but credit to create the things you want. You know, a lot of people do this in real estate, right? They like own something, they refinance it, they use the money to, to buy something else. But 
a lot of people are afraid to do things like this. Like a lot of people are afraid to, to borrow money to go after their, their dreams or their goals. How do you deal with the, the fears or the things that come up in your mind as they're happening to keep you like laser focused? So I'm, I'm really conscious now of, uh, you know, kind of, kind of my emotions. A lot, a lot of people are very emotional in everything, everything they do in, in business decisions, um, relationship decisions. It's, you, and you can see if you look from, from like, like, let's say, let's just give an example of somebody buying a house for an investment. A lot of the times it's, it's not even a rational decision. If somebody's just, just starting out in the business, maybe it's just like they had a good experience with a neighbor, maybe, and they're not even living in the house. Maybe it's just, it's just like what I've seen personally, people are emotionally invested into things and that's their downfall. So you have to be very conscious of whether your decision is emotional or is it rational and you should get a third opinion on it. That's why it's good to have like a, a business partner, you know? So that, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like being, being able to manage debt, uh, you have to be conscious of the decision you're making for, for the debt. And is that an, is it an, an emotional one? Is there risk? Um, I don't, right now I don't take credit out for anything that does not cash flow. Mm, so okay. I'll take I'll take credit out for my business because my business cash flows. That's great. I was actually just listening to a podcast that uh, Seth Godin was talking about money and and how you know he was basically trying to show that money is just energy and how it just flows right and it's about who we are with this flow of energy and when he looked at credit, one of the things that I got, which is exactly what you're saying, was he's like you don't use credit for things that don't produce like revenue. So if you're buying a car, he's like, that's the worst thing to borrow money on. It's just a straight up loss. You'll never gain anything from it. He's like, but if you're borrowing money to invest in a new printer, let's say, let's say you have a, a printing or Amazon business and you take out a huge loan to buy some huge printer so you can print from your office instead of outsourcing the printing, you can create better products, more volume, and that's going to generate more money. That's a great use of credit. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree. So, but, but in all honesty, you can create you can cr- create cash flow out of depreciating assets. Like, I'll just give an example. Like, if I wanted to buy a Lamborghini, because I know credit, I'm I'm able to pretty much get a completely free loan, not pay any interest on it. Uh, be able to let's say I get a really good deal on a Lambo, and I use it for simply for marketing purposes for my business. Because as everybody knows, if, you know, if somebody has a Lamborghini, they'll, they'll get some more attention to whatever whatever they're doing online, right? So if you can create a way for that to produce cash flow, then you know, of course, and it has to be proven, then of course you can you know use some use some debt for that. But if it's uh, if it's something that you're taking out debt for, that's that's iffy. That's what's going to get you in the cycle of uh, bad debt. Where are you learning all that? Like, where are you getting, you know, your education? Where are you learning this? This is not stuff people teach us in school. It probably should be. Um, but who are your? Do you have a coach? Do you have mentors? Like, where are you getting your, you know, all all of this? Yeah. So, and I, I didn't really mention this too much when we were talking about how I got out of the eighty-two k and like how I really started exponentially uh, progressing. Networking is the biggest thing behind all of my success. Now, like every single opportunity that I have, every business partner that I have, 
all the money that I made, it's all because of networking. Like I went, I went to one of my favorite events, uh, Grant Cardone's 10X in Miami. Maybe, I think it was like January, February. Dude, my my entire circle, like seventy percent of my entire circle, is from that one event. Just being being around like-minded people, exactly thinking the same way that I am. We connected like like that, like just right off the bat. So uh, there there's a thing called what one in 17 so that means one in 17 uh, people one of them could be right for you so you can connect them so that's in a relationship that's that's in uh, business business partners so a lot of people their their circle is the first people they meet maybe they're from high school maybe it's the first girl or guy they meet right but generally this rule is that is that one in 17 people could be right for you that means that the majority of people are hanging around a circle that they don't like, that's not helping them to progress, that's in a relationship that it's not not the right person and they just don't realize it. People are afraid of change. You just if you want if you want to get somewhere, drop drop the circle, you know, out outgrow some people. When I was when I was in eighty two K in debt and I got out of it, I did not talk to anybody. The people that I hung around with two years ago. I do not say I do not I don't have their number I don't say a word to them I don't, they know who I am I don't know, <laughs> um, I don't know who they are. so so Grant Cardone Ty Lopez who are some of these other people that you're learning from yeah so like the the main aspect of pretty much pretty much anything but like for, for this example credit and travel hacking it's research Credit, credit and travel hacking, they change so, so, so fast. So there's not even, there's not a book. The only way to get really good at this is heavy research online. Okay, I just, I just did research and research and research <clears throat> and personal testing. And when I started making money uh, in networking, I literally, I just started paying people for their knowledge. That, that was the, by far the best investment I started making. When I, when I started putting money towards my brain, my knowledge, that's when things accelerated so, so, so fast. What's really unique about you, you know, like, look, out in the world as I, I'm a, besides this podcast, I'm a writer, I have a, a full-time coaching practice. And one of the things that I notice is, is there's people like you and people out in the world that are really, really successful and are up to big things and are really chasing their dreams and going after them and acquiring their dreams or building them for as a bet would be a better way to say it. And every time I meet somebody like you or hear about somebody like you, they they say what you just said, which is like they're willing to invest in themselves in like through other people. And it's like if I had a wish for the world, it would that be that people could believe in themselves enough to support themselves and get what they need because then the world would be just a better place because we would be getting the help that we need. How do we get, you know, there's so many people out there that look at you or look at guys like Ty Lopez or Grant Cardone or any, anybody that they look up to, right? And they're not willing to invest in whether it's their program, hiring a coach, going to a seminar, because ultimately they'll make up a million excuses, but really it's like they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe that if they invested in it, it would pay off and work out, but you do. Do you think there's any way to like help 
those people, which is a lot of people, see that this is the way, like to actually, you know, learn from others and in, by investing in yourself is the key to success or is one of the keys to success? It is the key to success. And I think the reason why people don't do it yet, yeah, you're right, they're, they don't believe in themselves. Uh, but what triggers a change in the majority of people because even even myself like i couldn't i couldn't just realize that i should just be investing money into my knowledge paying people for proximity networking um finally it, you know my debt had to get so bad and my situation had to get so bad that finally a change in my mind was triggered and it, the tracks were just completely changed i was investing in my knowledge and you know habits paying mentors and I think, you know, people, people don't believe in themselves and it just, this is, their situation just has to get bad is, is, is the reality. The people that are skeptical, they don't believe in themselves. They're not investing They're you know, their situation in, in reality, like I want to say, just do it, but that's, that's not the case because people are just not going to do it even because people just say to them, just do it, just do it. They're like, nah, nah, whatever. Yeah. Their, situa- their, their situation just literally has to get bad, like bad enough to where they're like, I need, like, I need to do something. I'm not, I'm not doing something right. Yeah. That's, uh, and it sucks. Like I, I get it. Cause you know, I was, I mean, I, I had my own experience with like having to hit what I deem as like emotional rock bottom before I made a change in my life. But I think unfortunately everyone has the opportunity to have it go different like right now. Cause they say so, but most of us, Unless the pain is great enough, and whether it be emotional, credit pain, stress pain, anxiety pain, hitting your job pain, hitting your partner pain, uh, we often don't change until it's so great that we're like life forces our hand versus us choosing to have it go different. Um, Jan, it, it's so it's super inspiring. First of all, to uh, you're making me feel old, and like I said, I'm not old, but I'm like, man, I wish when I was 24, I had this this w- with wisdom and insight and willingness to get help. Like I think it, for me at 24, I was like, oh, I know everything, I got this, I'll figure it out, it's coming. Um, so I just really want to acknowledge you for being like, you know, somebody who's willing to chase their dreams, somebody who's willing to get out there, somebody who's willing to get help and seek support on the things that you know that you don't know and really put in the time. Like uh, that's just something that's really present. You put in the time to create the success that you're building. Thanks for coming on here and sharing that. Um, what are the best ways for people? If people want to learn about travel hacking, credit hacking, they want to learn, you know, how you're building these real estate companies or, you know, what they want to learn more about crypto, which we didn't even get into. Um, what's the best way for them to connect with you or learn more from you? Yeah. So my, my main platform is Instagram and it's just my first name, last name at Jan Stavisky. So it's at Y A N S T A. V-I-S-S-K-I. Awesome. And I'll put all that in the show notes with a link for people. Um, is there anything you want to leave us with? Any like last like, you know, bit of wisdom, advice, something that you always want to share that, uh, you know, that, that we can wrap up with? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, so, so right now there's such amazing platforms for people to go out and make a change. So like Instagram, I'm on Instagram and I make awesome content and I'm able to teach people. I'm able to share all these things that I do and for them to do exactly the same thing that I'm doing. 
and I'm building I'm building a personal brand. People can see who I am, as opposed to before. There was no chance like this. Like like there was just not. But now, people can just go on, on Instagram. They can literally pick and find somebody that they want to be like. They can pay them for knowledge and proximity, and they can interact with them. And it's just you got to utilize these things. You got to build a social brand. People got to people got to know who you are. Your money and your help and everything comes from people. It's, it doesn't come out of thin air. So when you have these platforms that you can connect with millions of people, you got to utilize them. They're free. They don't take much energy. You know, networking is the reason that I have all my success. I just had I was in eighty two thousand dollars of debt. I just had my twenty thousand dollar day just because of building my social network, building my social brand and networking. Like th- this change came so fast just because I focused on these things that I was telling you guys about. Thanks, man. Thanks for, thanks for all of it. Thanks for uh, being somebody who's trying to help people, you know, overcome a lot of these things that are stopping a lot of us. And, uh, and, but just being inspiring. I know I looked at your Instagram when you sent me there and I was like, man, this guy's living a good life. Um, and obviously Instagram is a perspective of reality, but you know, it's, it is uh, a representation of who you are and what you're up to and what you are committed to in the world. So thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing with us. And, uh, I look forward to seeing where you're at, you know, in the next five years or so. Alex, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Take care. Me too. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the dream Mason podcast. I am grateful to have you here. Please support me and this podcast by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, or YouTube, and leave a review on iTunes, and share this podcast with a friend. If you want more, or you're ready to play a bigger game and create more clarity, freedom, and success in your life, you can follow me on Instagram at inspirationalalex, or you can reach out to me at thedreammason.com, or even email me at alex at thedreammason.com. Remember, you are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.